On The Regenerative Journey, our goal is to nurture and facilitate the lives and journeys of all our followers, which is why we've teamed up with resource consulting service, RCS, Australia's leading provider of education and advisory services in regenerative agriculture. RCS trains and consults across the ag sector, from individuals and families, through to corporates and even government, empowering people to grow productive and profitable businesses in diverse and, importantly, healthy landscapes. They understand that the future of healthy families, resilient communities and regenerative farming lies in holistic education. Over the last 15 years, I've played an integral role in my own regenerative journey. And I have a lot to thank RCS for, and I'm one of 7,500 others who have attended their farming and grazing for profit course. I don't know where I'd actually be, uh, and I certainly wouldn't be this far down my own regenerative journey if I hadn't completed a significant amount of training with the RCS team. I can't recommend more highly uh, RCS to anyone looking to start their regenerative journey in a supportive and proven environment. Terry, Makoska and your team, you absolutely rock. And we're also absolutely stoked to be collaborating with them now. For my listeners only, we're offering a 10% discount on all farming and grazing for profit schools and grazing clinics in Australia this year. If you add this to the early bird rate of a seven-day school, you could get a whopping $1,000 off the standard price. Simply add the code CHARLIERCS, that's CHARLIERCS, that's one word, at the checkout to get your concession. How awesome is that? Now head to the show notes to find out more. As Hamish Mackay says, and I love the way he says it, you know, what we do is we bring the future into the present. You know, we imagine that we create an impulse for the future and we bring it towards us into the present. And when we bring it into the present like that, you can't help but create the circumstances for it to to take us then or, or create that future that, 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 that we want. That was Charlie Arnott, and you're listening to The Regenerative Journey. From wherever we are, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia, recognising their continuing connection to this land, its waterways, the stars in the skies since time immemorial. We pay our respects to the elders, knowledge holders and to all the generations of First Nations peoples who have nurtured their unceded sovereign lands for over 80,000 years and continue to do so today. G'day, I'm your host Charlie Arnott, an 8th generational Australian regenerative farmer and in this podcast series I'll be diving deep and exploring my guests' unique perspectives on the world so you can apply their experience and knowledge to cultivate your own transition to a more regenerative way of life. Welcome to The Regenerative Journey with your host Charlie Arnott. Welcome, everyone, to the, uh, the, f- the first episode of Season 5 of The Regenerative Journey. Um, I won't go through all the detail, um, but for those watching on YouTube um, on the machine, you'll see that I'm in a room. Uh, this is my third venue. Actually, it's probably my fourth venue. I've tried to do this this afternoon. And um, and, and something, I don't, wasn't sure if it was, I was trying to be given a sign that it wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this which I do feel a little underprepared. Uh, whether it was the degrees of difficulty I was experiencing with wind outside and people, everyone seemed to want to mow their lawns at the same time in the afternoon and uh, airplanes above and then other household noise uh, was making me think that maybe this is not the time to be doing it. Anyway, stiff shit, I pushed on and I thought, no, I've even got ink on the, on the chair. I'm going to get in big trouble there. Um, I don't think that stuff comes out of white fabric. Anyway, my point being, um, I've pushed on. I trust that you 
uh, find some value in this opening as is becoming a bit of a, um, a habit, a tradition, if I can call it that yet, in season five of The Regenerative Journey. Uh, this is my opener. Um, so here we go. And, and really the first point of, of bi- <laughs> first point of business, sounds like a board meeting. I hope it's not that boring. Um, the first point <laughs> to note is really just a welcome to you all. Um, we're into our fifth season. Very excited about that. We are not yet two years old. I think May 2019. No, hang on. May 20 was our um, was our first episode, and an enormous amount has happened in that uh, not quite two years. What's it? 20, 20 months. So just shy of that. Um, and I'm going to stop. I'm going to try and stop saying um too much to as much as well. Anyone can keep me up the bum when I say that too much. So I'm going to make a real effort not to say that word uh, anymore, if I can, if I can stay conscious and aware of that. So season five is for me um, no more or less special than the others, especially in that it is actually the fifth one. We've progressed. We're still here. We still think that it's a a valuable contribution to society, to culture, helping put the culture back into agriculture. And what we've done is lined up a number of guests that we think are reflective of a um, bit of old, bit of new. I'm not talking ages. I'm talking more kind of contemporary um, topics. There it is. I said, said, said that word. Uh, contemporary topics, topics that are as, um, I guess, the, you know, the principles of regenerative agriculture. And, again, just to stress, this podcast series, season, show is not just about regenerative agriculture or sustainable agriculture or working with nature. This is about the way that, and it's hard to escape, the, the connection between food, farming, environment and human health, if they're the sort of the four pillars that we look at. Um, and did it then. Uh, the, the four pillars... If we as humans are to be healthy, we need to be eating healthy food. For so there's there's two pillars. Uh, there's a lot more to human health than just food, of course. But as far as farming goes, as far as nutrition, excuse me, and as as far as farmers' contribution to that, one of the farmers' contributions is actually obviously the food. To do that, we need to be living. We need to grow food in an environment that is healthy. So that means that we are in, in whether it's indirectly, uh, you know, it's intentional or not, you know, to grow beautiful, clean, nutritious, healthy food, that can only be done in environments that are clean and 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 nutritious themselves and fertile and vital and as natural as possible. Um, everyone has their own, obviously, definition of what natural is, and so do we. So uh, and we're not certainly... Experts. I've never purported to be an expert on it, on anything. I am good at connecting people. I love talking to, speaking with people, and and helping them tell their stories. Which again, what season five is all about. We've got some wonderful guests coming up. I've already interviewed Nat Kelly. For those who don't know, Nat, she's an Australian-born uh, of Peruvian um, uh, ancestry uh, actress who is based in LA. Uh, she's been on many shows, Vampire Diaries. Um, uh, uh, Dynasty, Dynasty, um, and in the new season of Dynasty, and also uh, she was in oh, um, Fast and Furious. I'm sorry, I nearly forgot that Fast and Furious. In the latest one, I think it was the 
um, the one of the one of the last ones. She is was so refreshing speaking with Nat. I won't bang on um, all day about it, but it was really refreshing to to you know smart, um, intelligent woman who has absolute sincerity in what she talks about and and reverence for her her history, the history of her people and the continent and her just her, her her very sincere approach to life and wanting to know more and wanting to help um, uh, so don't miss that one that'll be up front in season five and it also excuse the again in finding this venue and getting away from mowers and crows and traffic there's still just going to be a little bit of traffic um, where I am so please forgive me for that background noise Reese help me if you can extract some of that I'm not sure how possible that is so we've got uh, and Terry McCosker, who I've been chasing. Terry, I've chased you for years now. Well, actually, we've had quite a few really good yarns, but this is the first official interview um, with Terry for the for the podcast show. And I have to just uh, say a big shout out to RCS, who are coming on board as collaborators in season five. And I, it, it's been a wonderful opportunity to to work with them and support them because for those who don't know, and I'll remind those who do. It was RCS way back, um, way back when, 15, 16 years ago, and James Barnett reminded me of this today. Um, James works, works with RCS um, in New South Wales and that first ad in the Burrower News <clears throat> that was uh, uh, profiting from the drought, that took me by surprise. I was very curious, thought it was a joke, went along, changed my life. So thank you, RCS. Really excited about the uh, the partnership we have formed for Series Five, um, and can't wait to meet uh, to meet to meet to meet. I've met him, met him a couple of times. Old Terry, no, I shouldn't say old. Sorry, Terry. Old as in you are one of the godfathers of um, of this movement in Australia, not age because you're quite ageless. I have to say that pumping up your tires too much. Um, look forward to that one with Terry McCosker. Um, and it was yeah, b- beautiful, lovely to spend time with Terry. Uh, Libby Weaver is someone else, and, and I guess I'm just stepping through some of these guests quickly. I won't bang on too much about them all, but I guess I'm I'm just emphasising that there is, you know, as the other seasons have rolled out, a range of different guests, of different discussions with people, uh, and the reason being, and we've sort of, you know, we've we've stood back and we've looked at, looked at the previous season and, and other seasons and gone, and what, you know, who's our audience? What do they want to hear? Uh, what do we want? What stories do we want to tell? What do we think is really important? And what kept on coming up for us, for us as a team, uh, and and clearly from our listeners, uh, that you want stories from every, all all kinds of connections and 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 parts of the industry. I want to say industry. I'm talking about life. You know, I'm talking about food and farming and health. I mean, all those things are interconnected and and are not too far away from anything else you choose to name in life, whether it's fitness, whether it's your business acumen, whether it's the business you're in and your behaviour, it's your family relationships. It's just like one degree of separation from any of those four pillars. Food, obviously produced by farmers um, in an environment um, for, for, for for the health of humans. And so Libby Weaver, um, is amazing, uh, Dr. Libby Weaver, and she is on board as well. Uh, took, a, took a while to track Libby down because she is uh, ultra busy, uh, published so many beautiful, wonderful books, and what an honour to, to be speaking with Libby. And she's all about health, about nutrition, about lifestyle, about healthy living, and all the different parts of that. She's just amazing. Uh, Anna Rubenstein, who I met some years ago, 
And Arn is wonderful because, for many reasons, a good guy, really good guy, and he's a doctor. And he also, um, you know, we he, one of his big things is rites of passage, and it's becoming more and more of a thing. And I'm glad it is because I think one of the things that the youth of today, if I can sound like an old man, um, are struggling with is their place, their purpose. You know, as they grow, as they find their place in the world and their you know, their contribution, and that's probably a word they don't hear often enough or probably isn't they're not exposed to enough, is that, you know, living a purposeful life, um, I believe, needs to needs to um, have a, a, a contribution as part of that. Otherwise, it's really just about yourself, which is not, you know, altogether bad, but I think there's always room for contributing to your community. Actually, it's essential. So Anna um, runs programs, rites of passage programs, and uh, he's just fantastic. So really, really um, look forward to uh, chatting with Anna um, up, up here in Byron Bay, which is where I am at now. Where I'm, That's probably why everyone's mowing their lawns because it's going to rain soon. They're just going to get on top of it before it grows another foot in 24 hours. Uh, John Grant. John, <laughs> i tell you what, I've never... I actually, except for Walter Yenner, who I just absolutely love, John Grant at, at a, um, not ANU, at um, Lismore University. Um, he is Southern Cross University at Lismore. To, to, he has a, such a lovely, wonderful way of making soil interesting and the way he's, his passion for it. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a teacher up at, um, uh, at Lismore Uni there. And I just love the way he turns it into some such palatable conversation and um, and information. So John Grant, look out! Um, and I don't know that John gets enough airplay. I don't know. I I, I trust he does in the future because he's such a um, wonderful contribution to make to um, to agriculture generally. Um, Jade Miles, who wrote a book last year, Future Steading. I'm going to catch up with her in Victoria when I'm down there uh, shortly. Is that a pl- is that a plane? Bloody planes! I guess the good news is they're fly- they're flying. Um, I'll get to that later on. I'm going to try and check. Tra- so so looking forward to, to speaking with Jade um, down there and uh, and hopefully on farm and have the chat and and just see exactly what they're up to down there. Amazing little farm doing all sorts of wonderful food related and education related stuff. That's what the book's all about, future steading, um, home fu- homesteading for the future. Uh, Angelica Arnott, who is my wife, I am really looking forward to speaking with her. Um, I do every day. However, I'm going to, I haven't yet, so when you hear this, I'm not sure whether I've done that. If I, I may well have already done it and not, and not survived. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I'm actually looking forward to that chat because it's, she's, um, she's wonderful and, we we have we have we have beautiful conversations, and sometimes I you know, think, gee, is a that was worthy of not of the ears of others, just because we you know go deep, we honest and 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 vulnerable, and all those wonderful things. So um, I'll track her down, and we'll have the chat with her as well. Um, and look, I'm also thinking about having a crack at the virtual concept of uh, of podcasting. Um, most people do, um, you know, the ones I follow are virtual and they're absolutely wonderful. I'm not saying there's any, you know, the quality is, is really good. Um, I find the face-to-face uh, interviews, the rapport and and just that level of comfort and really understanding 
who they are and where they're comfortable and what environment and get instead of creating an environment for them to, to open up and express themselves is, is I guess, the mission I have with my guests when I, when, I, when I interview people. And so how one does that or how I do would do that um, effectively over a Zoom, over a virtual kind of situation, uh, I'm yet to, yet to do. From, a, from an interview point of view, from a regenerative journey interview point of view, I've done plenty of Zooms and interviewed people in that way, in a less probably formal way um, for those who are listening and then, you know, listen to a recording, that sort of thing. So, but, but I'm going to give it a crack. I've got so many... Um, so many fine, wonderful people who are just are just not in this country, you know. That, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I had, I had all the intentions of interviewing, uh, you know, thinking about going overseas, back to Europe, the US, you know, do some do some touring, and do some workshops, and just suss out what's going on over there. But that's sort of kind of a little challenging at the moment for a number of reasons. So it is people like Gay Brown, Zach Bush. Joel Sutton again, if I can track him down. Um, who else is in the States? Dave Asprey, I'd actually like to interview. Um, I think it'd be awesome. Even Joe Rogan, how cool would that be to interview him? Um, there's lots out there. And what I'm going to do is ask you as listeners, as supporters of The Regenerative Journey, uh, feel free to get in touch, um, direct message me on social media, get to our website, charliearnett.com.au, and leave a message, and if there's anyone internationally, um, locally, you know, nationally, whatever that you would love for me to to um, interview, do not resist the urge to send us a note and tell us. Um, we've got quite an extensive list. List, but again, what I'm really keen about, especially in season five and, and ongoing, is I want to make sure we're telling the stories of the people you want to hear, uh, and. That's that's really important to us. So if you actually let us know who you want us to, to speak with and if we get hold of them and they're willing to be interrogated, uh, we would love to provide you with their stories. Uh, slipping into the future, just after the the warm-up of who you're going to listen to for Season 5, or some of them at least, um, what is the future? What is that going to hold? I don't know. I guess that's the beauty of the future. Uh, as Hamish Mackay says, and I love the way he says it, you know, what we do is we bring the future into the present. You know, we imagine that, we create an impulse for the future and we bring it towards us into the present. And when we bring it into the present like that, you can't help but create the circumstances for it to to take us then or, or create that future that, 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 that we want. So that's obviously our, you know, what's in our control, that old that old chestnut, you know. What is in our control? It's actually probably quite interesting. The what we might think is out of our control, uh, you know, may well be in our control. Not so in our control, but in our influence. You know, it's in our circle of influence somehow. And I think you know, practicing the you know the the um, uh, uh, the habit, the ritual of intention, um, and thinking about your future and planning that way can indeed have some interesting um, positive consequences. So what does our future look like? I don't know. Might well say globally, nationally. Um, this whole COVID thing is, um, I hope, or dare I say, come, not coming to an end. I don't think it's ever going to end. Um, I think sensibilities will come into play. I think that, um, you know, the, lo- the logical, practical nature of some of the, 
the government overreach and the the what they've implemented uh, will 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 the light will be shined on that and 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 be considered more and more uh, be considered by more and more as being having been over over you know over cautious overreach um, and inappropriate really I think because uh, as I said back a couple of season openers must have been May season two I think it was must have been pretty early on in that whole thing. Um, I did it again. Um, might have been the second one. It, you know, if our, our and I'll say it again. I think it's worth saying because it, it came up on on something the other day on social media the other day, uh, and it, and it's creeping. It's starting to just creep into mainstream media a little bit. Very little whiff, whiffs of it is, um, if the whole idea of this government reaction, you know, regulation mandates, all of that, was to save lives. Like if that was the primary goal of this, save lives, you know, then that I don't know that they achieved that, you know, in in, in, in gross numbers in total. Uh, you know, people may want to challenge me. I'm not really, you know, not that I'm up for the challenge, but this is not necessarily a debate. I'm not putting this out there to debate it. It's a view that you can take or leave. Uh, that if one considers all of the the repercussions, the consequences. Dare I say the unintended, but also un- in, in not considered consequences of you know um, family, you know domestic violence, uh, um, depression, you know suicide, illnesses, alcoholism. Um, you know I'm not going to rattle off the stats because someone's bringing out, yeah, it's bloody wrong. However, I'm I'm game enough to say that you know suicide rates have risen. You know the number of people that are. Um, pitching up to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, that are having trouble with the bottle. Um, businesses going under, you know, it's just, you know, and that, that does leave, lead to lives being lost. Um, you know, that's just the, and, and the, the number of deaths from the, the, the mandates, the regulations put in place, um, you know, directly. And then, you know, you've got the whole... The whole um, consideration of well, the consequences of, of dare I say, the jab, and you know all of that. And I'm not going to go into all that. There's plenty of information um, here and there and everywhere that people can. And, and I, this is not about changing people's minds either. Just quietly, um, I don't have I don't have these opinions. I don't I don't talk about them. And I guess I have the privilege of being able to use this platform to say that. And this is not why I have this platform, or, or I. Do interviews to sneak my 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 opinions in. I, I trust people are interested in my opinion uh, when I have one. Uh, but this is not the point of this episode. This is not a debate. This is um, my view, and everyone's view is valid. Um, and this happens to be mine. And I just think that uh, you know, over time, I trust that people will will look back and go, you know what? I don't know. We had that quite right. I don't know. The government did put the right measures in place, or put you know. I don't even know if there were right measures. I don't even think that there was, you know, I think everything that they did was pretty much wrong. Um, uh, again, people might want to debate that, but I'm not up for that. It's my opinion. Get your own podcast show if you, if you want to have your own, own opinions about stuff. And I, I, I encourage people to do that. Um, I'm not being a smartass by saying that. Um, and I'd have to say that might have been my third or so, I'm my fourth. I, I, I haven't been counting too much. The over, I have to say this, 
because I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm pleased I'm not relieved I'm just pleased that the overwhelming feedback we get here at the Regenerative Journey um, and also via our socials about I guess our advocacy on on various things is support and relief that we are saying things that we're saying especially with the parents with questions um, organization uh, and similar ones that are you know I mean there are some that are probably um, I wouldn't say extreme because I don't I actually this this environment this time in our lives actually does does call for for extreme things. I'm not talking about extreme violence, by the way. Just just views, and that's fine. Everyone's got them. Uh, I think that there is you know is a time for people to stand up and fight for their rights and their sovereignty and so on. Uh, and I think that's a healthy thing. And I think in some ways, or many ways. And again, there may be people in my in the world of regenerative farming who are you know find this hard to swallow or, or don't agree, and that's that's fine. I think there's a lot of parallels with maintaining one's sovereignty um, of body and mind and spirit and family and, and place uh, with you know the principles of regenerative agriculture. I think so. Anyway, um, again, that's probably going to stir up a few a few hornets' nests, but that's fine. Um, that's just my view, you know, that they go hand in hand, I think. Um, and I don't think it's about, you know, oh, how far should I go into this? Yeah, a lot of people bang on about, you know, they do things for the greater good. Um, and I, in some ways, appreciate that that's their view. I always appreciate that's their view. I don't know that I necessarily um, agree that that is... That is necessarily a good thing, especially if I think I think a lot of people um, don't know. Well, I do know a lot of people are coerced into into getting what they got. Otherwise, they lose their jobs. I just think that's wrong. I just think that's wrong. Um, I hope we're coming to an end of that. I'm getting, you know, I, I trust that we're getting whiffs of that. That 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 kind of mandating might be coming to an end. I don't know. Then you hear about stories about these big camps being built to put people into to quarantine. Looking for more information to assist your regenerative journey? Come join Charlie and his guests around the Kitchen Table, an online community of supporters with exclusive access to the Regenerative Journey interview transcripts, live online Q&A sessions, a chance to engage with other like-minded people and more. Go to www.charliearnett.com.au forward slash the kitchen table and we look forward to sharing a yarn with you. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I'm actually quite positive about the future and, and very optimistic. I think that you know what we what what's happened, what has naturally happened, and through a, what I think is a really unnatural kind of a scenario, is uh, people have found their tribe. You know, people are people have sort of um, yeah, they're finding their tribe, whatever that tribe is. You know, and, and I think that that in itself is a positive thing. Whether you're on this side of the fence or that side of the fence, finding your people, I think, is a really important thing. What what this will just punch the mic. What this has done is is certainly divided people, um, and that's 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 unfortunate. It was always going to. At the same time, I think that what it has emphasised is the, the the importance of community and connection. You know, and if we can 
start mending relationships and seeing people, you know, seeing them eye to eye and and just loving people and, and you know, accepting them, accept, accepting their decisions. Um, I think that's a really positive thing and that's what I'm certainly about. Um, everyone has their own view and that's absolutely fine. I just think that there's an opportunity to mend a lot of relationships, mend a lot of, you know, rebuild a few bridges. Um, I'm not I mean, I'll probably burn a few, perhaps in 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 my time. I'm sure in the last couple of years at least. Uh, but I'm I'm interested in the future and and going stepping into the future and bringing that 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 we have created in our minds, uh, and doing that hand in hand with people. You know, because that's what it's about. It's about community. Um, but I think that's enough for that one. That's probably further than I wanted to go. But I think that the 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 essence of what I wanted to say was there. Uh, that all again relates back to, as I was saying a bit earlier on about the the pillars or what I would might I call pillars principles. You know, back to soil. Soil's a big thing. Natural capital is a big thing. Uh, the Meyer um, field days at Wilmot uh, that were in um, February, late February, uh, all about natural capital. Well, that was a theme, certainly, and I think that's become a big thing. That's interesting. I don't know. I'm still sitting, not sitting on the fence. I'm still stepping into that reasonably tentatively, making myself aware of opportunities. You know, what are the options? Um, who's selling? Who's selling the snake oil? Because uh, there's probably a few of them around too. Just getting a whiff. You know, maybe the same ones who are. Who were or similar, I should say, to selling water. You know, not really an interest, um, a sincere interest in the the well-being of farmers and the water supply in 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 the Murray Darling, for instance. But just seeing a red hot opportunity to make a whole lot of money, and and you know that's fine, that's fair, they can do that. But I guess that is now, I think, translating into the carbon market, which again, I'm no expert on. Uh, I know a lot of people who, who you probably call are experts and are doing projects and we're involved with one um, that at some point in this year I'm sure we'll be allowed to talk about. Uh, but it's very, I think it's actually really exciting. I think there's the the, the, the sort of the common, well, the, up to this point, the generic thinking about uh, it's all about carbon and making money out of carbon, I think that's, that's challenging. I think the bigger picture of natural capital is the thing to focus on, and carbon is part of that. How one makes money from that, how one does that with integrity, um, and you know potentially doesn't make that the primary reason to be managing landscape. I think it's important that that's not the primary reason, because then there's a whole lot of thing, things are going to go fall off the bus at the at, at that time. You know, you're not going to be thinking about necessarily the people in the business or the local community or how your how your producing food in that environment if it's just about you know whacking more carbon in the ground and making some money out of it i just don't know that's necessarily uh the best way to go about it or tapping into the carbon market but again i'm no expert it's just my feeling the first as i said before the first carbon meeting i went to was probably back in 2005 six or seven, no it would have been six or seven many years ago and I'm really not much clearer, and I don't think it's because I'm I'm a muppet and don't understand it. It's just I just don't know that it has developed more. So you could probably argue it's a little more complicated or complex. At the same time, there are elements of it that are still I think pretty much unclear to everyone. Um, but I'm keen to learn. I'm, I'm curious and I'm keen to learn, which I think um, we all need to be or could be if we have that inclination. Uh, 
where are we up to now? I think so. Look, that's that's going to be a bit of a focus for us is community building, a community of like-minded people. Uh, we have some plans to do that in a way that brings together and collaborates and partners with some of the, you know, the the key industry players in Australia and globally uh, is the plan um, in in the in this space and regenerative food and farming and and life lifestyle, uh, and uh, yeah. Bring, bring, collaborating with those people to sort of bring the best to the table for 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 the community, community of listeners, community of of farmers, of eaters, of feeders, um, and giving them somewhere to somewhere to convene and com- commune and learn and develop, and essentially giving them an opportunity to progress, develop, grow, and be inspired to. Uh, to keep on their regenerative journey or even start the regenerative journey. A lot of people getting onto us um, inspired, haven't bought land yet. Some of them have bought land, just gone and done it, you know, and they're just keen to learn. I think it's a wonderful situation that we're in right now that people can and, – and it's interesting. I didn't grow up in the city and do a non-farming kind of thing and touch base with farms or you know, nature every now and again and then suddenly want to be part of it. I don't know what it's like to be a person that that, that happens to. I think it's fascinating. I mean, I was born into farming and I just sort of, you know, it's part of my every day. Uh, but for someone who, to not be connected for many years or ever, ever really, and in some cases, you know, not very much, to then get to a point in their life that it's, it gets back to that push and pull, doesn't it, I think? You know, pushed away from urban living, you know, nine to five, whatever, you know, three hours in a car a day, whatever the pushes are, is one thing. And that's quite scary, running away from something and not knowing where you're going. But I, the lovely, lovely thing is that, you know, more education, more advocacy, the more exposure, the more connection people can have, you know, whether it's in Harris Farm with their, you know, their It's All in the Soil campaign and identifying the... Uh, the producers in store that are doing wonderful things, or whether it's advocacy work the MLA are doing, you know, whether it's um, uh, stuff that, you know, kids see at the Easter show. Um, there's so many different groups and organisations, individuals out there who are talking about this and it's almost you can't escape it uh, anymore. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And, and if that gives people, if that's pulling people into rural communities, pulling them into the farmers' markets, pulling them into you know, just researching and looking, you know, nutrition, pulling them into a Cindy O'Meara or a Libby Weaver online course, you know, pulling them into even things like, uh, you know, Nico Plowman meditation, um, that's all connected. You know, that's all connected and I think that's just a wonderful thing. And again, looking back at the guests from the regenerative journey over the last four seasons, you're such a broad and we was on purpose to identify the, the, the depth and breadth of, of, of people that we feel are important in this space and have a story to tell and identifying the, the interconnectivity of it all, you know, the synergies between it all. So I hope that, you know, that may or may not be one of the reasons why you listen to this show. Um, it's probably not to hear me waffle on in, with crows and airplanes in the background, so I'm, apologies for all that. Getting a bit more relaxed here, lying back in the chair. Um... That was the fifth or sixth one, I trust. The last bit, before I wrap up, because I'm going to keep it a bit shorter than my previous ones, our 
our biodynamic workshops, <clears throat> and I've had some feedback from a couple of people, not many, but but worth noting because we we certainly take note of all that feedback. That you know there'd been an emphasis on biodynamics on quite a few of the podcasts, and I, I guess I don't make any apologies for that. It is one of our core principles and practices at Hennemino, and it, you know we teach two day workshops, and yes, it's an opportunity to advertise and promote them, but we see that as a really important part of of anyone's regenerative journey, in my view, and also it's it's one of the many tools available to people if they are interested in growing better food and managing the landscape better. So, again, I make no apologies mentioning that. I don't know if I mention it too much because there's actually not many of the of the people I interview are biodynamic practitioners. There's a few who have been to our course. Uh, Hamish Mackay, obviously, the interview, I think it was season two. Um, uh, so, but I do I do drop it in. And, and again, it's it's because I think it's worthwhile. Um it's a it's a wonderful practice, a wonderful philosophy, uh, full of intention and you know full of full of goodwill. So that's why we drop it in there. Uh, so I'm going to drop a few more dates, not maybe not necessarily specific dates, but certainly um, go to our website charlieunit.com.au to check out the events page because we will be in South Australia in early May. Uh, we're looking to be in Queensland in June, July, somewhere around there. Uh, we. Well, by the time you hear this, we would have been in Victoria. We had to cancel Tasmania, uh, which was in early March. And we are going to be back in Tassie in spring, we reckon. You Taswegians, let us in. Uh, also, plenty more in, in, um, at Hanamino, in, in our, at our place at, uh, at Borowa, and also anywhere else in New South Wales. Uh, at Byron Bay, we'll be back there. But Queensland, we're really looking forward to getting up there. We haven't been there for since June last year. And so many exciting, excitable farmers and graziers up there who want to know more um, and get exposed to biodynamics. So we're red hot keen to get up there to to, um, to join um, all you guys up in Queensland, guys and gals up there in Queensland. Of course, we have a, and we bang on about it every episode for good reason, um, we uh, we have a group of, of, of very supportive, our favourite people in the world, and I say that with all sincerity, they choose to support us every month um, through Patreon uh, for f- to help support the regenerative journey, and they those who choose um, uh, to support us in that way get transcripts of every of every um, episode, bonus content. We're going to make we're going to have more bonus comment comment and bonus comment content for those guys and girls uh, in Patreon, uh, which is basically extra questions I have from my guests and other extra interviews. We have our webinars every month with with um, future and previous guests. And it is awesome. And I got to say, you know, what a what a for those who aren't in there, jump in there, pay your ten bucks a month. It's what a couple of coffees and a. It's probably what what nowadays it's probably like a really crappy, you know, tomato cheese sandwich and and, a, and an average coffee a month uh, to be part of that group, be part of that, and that for us is the beginnings of a and and a it, yeah beginnings of a of a community that we are growing. And they're the founders of that. The guys, who, guys, you know, and the girls have been with us, um, and it's wonderful. And they are creating their own futures, um, their own having their own regenerative journeys. And I think it's really commendable that they that they do that. Uh, so jump on the uh, website charliearnett.com.au. You'll get a little thing that'll pop up. Jump on there and uh, and make a decision as to whether you want to. Support us or not? These offer, these webca- web webcasts. What are they? They're interviews. They're what is a podcast? Are uh, free, obviously, uh, but it does you know, it's not free to produce them. Um, 
and we we would really appreciate your support um, to help you know make sure we, we we get past season five. We've got some wonderful um, uh, partnerships being created. One with RCS for season five, and uh, we'd like to we'd like to make sure that it's not just you know we don't terminate season five because I am ready and raring to go. So many lovely stories to tell, so many opinions to share, uh, so many regenerative journeys to to help as listeners. Um, to help them along their way. And that is the thing, and it, it sometimes brings me nearly to tears uh, when I read some of the feedback we get that it's just absolutely beautiful, the impact that we are having. And not just us, there's some amazing podcasts, um, more and more that are helping people on their own journey. What I am really proud about, I have to say, is I keep hearing and seeing written um, the, the words regenerative journey. Now, I don't, you know, that's the name of the podcast. It's not something that I own. However, I think that the the concept of the regenerative journey, which I'm really proud to be promoting, you start reading and seeing it, hearing it everywhere, and it's it's that's why we do it. We're doing this to help you. If if you're an eater, a feeder, a farmer, it doesn't matter. It's all connected, and I think that's you know I'm really really pleased and really proud to be uh, rolling out season five. We've got some wonderful guests. We've got you know our fantastic team. But Fiona and Reese and Zoe and my good wife Angelica and all our partners and collaborators, we're going to have a cracking good season five and I can't wait to roll out uh, the, the next and the subsequent interviews of the regenerative journey for your ears and the world. Talk to you soon. Looking forward to it. And next week on the regenerative journey, I'm thrilled to announce that uh, uh, I spoke with Nat Kelly, uh, the Peruvian Australian actress who was uh, fortunately back in Australia for a couple of weeks, and I caught up with her at Hannah Minow. It was a lovely chat, and I hope you enjoy next week's episode of The Regenerative Journey with Nat Kelly as much as I did. This podcast is produced by Rhys Jones at Jaeger Media. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, share, rate, and review. For more episode information, please head over to www.charliearnett.com.au.